Hello, everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, the joy of junk journals. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. Settle in, snuggle in. It's going to be a good one today. We've got some interesting things to talk about, and um, I'm going to go over a couple of questions from YouTube, but I'm also going to talk about um, this one topic that kind of creeps in every once in a while, and I thought it might be fun to uh, discuss. And being organized versus random, reckless abandon um, approaches to your crafting. And how does that factor into the way you do things? Um, Is one more enjoyable than the other? Is one more productive than the other? Is one more efficient than the other? Is one more enriching than the other? Are you on an island with being organized, never uh, daring to dabble over or waddle over into the land of reckless abandon? Or do you permanently live in reckless abandon, come what may, um, throwing um, confetti in the air and roses, rose petals everywhere you go, um, maybe uh, missing out on some of the focus that can really um, move your ship forward. Uh, So just a couple things to talk about. Neither is uh, good or bad. Neither is right or wrong. Um, They're just different experiences. And uh, I'm going to toss out there that there may be greater value in experiencing both somewhere along your journey so that you can find out what pieces and parts you enjoy from each and what pieces and parts you'd rather leave by the seashore so that somebody else can come along and play with those different ideas. Um, So I would say that... Uh, my journey through life um, with my career left me very, um, it was a very, uh, I would say, uh, regimented, rigid, uh, structured, um, measured, um, a lot of uh, requirements, uh, boxes to be checked. Uh, it had to be extremely organized, extremely efficient. Um, it could still be enjoyable because um, uh Maybe there was a part of me that enjoyed the organizing of it all, the efficiency factor of it all, seeing how I could make things run more smoothly, more easily, um, have things flow better if I oriented my little ducks in their rows, you know, uh, in line A versus line B. I could uh, kind of experiment to see where I could possibly save time or I could uh, make things better for the experience for others involved. And um, so that kind of left a very big imprint on me. And I think when I left that career, I um, then expressed myself with more reckless abandon, shall we say. There was a sense of freedom that I didn't have to play by the rules. Um, I could have a lot of fun. I could uh, I could break off the page. I could um, craft outside of the lines, color outside of the lines, um, splatter, stomp, uh, splash. Um, and there was a sense of freedom and a sense of... Uh, uh, peace and almost like letting a little bucking bronc who's been tired, tied up for many years, finally free to run the pasture all on her own. I guess a bronco is a is a bronco a male horse? I don't know. You know, I don't know. But a filly. How about a filly? There we go. Uh, tramping through the meadows happily um, and come what may. And um, uh, there's a lot of experiential joy that can come from that, especially if you've been living on the island of organization for a very long time 
And uh, sometimes our jobs and our careers can uh, lend themselves to that. Uh, maybe there are jobs and careers that lend themselves to expressing yourself. Um, so there are all things out there. But what what island are you living on? And is your island the organized, traditional, uh, predictable, box checking one, or is it more the playful, um, frolicking, uh, you know, random? Uh, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fun, crazy, uh, hoopla, or do you live on, is there a bridge? Is there a bridge in your world where sometimes you're um, able to cross from one island to the other? Maybe bring, bringing some trinkets from one island to the other. And I'm relating this all to the crafting world because often um, we can get set in our ways. We settle in, we get comfortable. We think this is the way it is. We th say to ourselves that, uh, well, I'm just a person who, and uh, as opposed to seeing it as I'm just a person who's doing X, um, they, uh, you might see yourself as I am actually that type of a person. I am a perfectionist. I never color outside of the lines. I don't feel good when uh, my pencils are not aligned. All of my craft door drawers are meticulously organized and I need it to be that way before I can create anything. Um, or, you know, maybe it's the other way, like, oh my gosh, I, I craft in a room that looks like it should be on the hoarders show, and somehow I come out with something wonderful because I feel like everything is close by and easy to reach, and because I've got it all piled up around me, and even though there's no rhyme or reason, I can see all the possibilities in all the stuff. Why can't everybody else? I can see it. Um, and although my, my crafting space is getting a little bit smaller and a little bit smaller because I've got so much stuff on my table, I, I don't even really have a table anymore. I have a um, something the size of a, a plate, a small plate, a, a dessert plate. Okay, let's just call it a, doll, a dollhouse plate. It might be only be that big. Um, so I can say I've definitely experimented and played and lived in both islands and uh, I'm learning to walk back and forth across the bridge and take a little from each island to expand uh, my universe a little bit more and I'm hoping um, that uh, or I'm assuming that probably a lot of you are doing the same or have done it way before I came along and um, I would love to hear your little tidbits and notes and thoughts about what it's like uh, to go from one to the other or are you really truly happy and comfortable in, on just one of the islands the islands of organization or the island of reckless abandon and um, is it too uncomfortable to travel back and forth is it more painful to leave your island I understand that I do because sometimes I'm just very comfortable working with pink and brown. Maybe a little bit of black, a little bit of green, a little bit of blue. But hey, not much farther off my uh, color scheme do I go. Um, and then I see others who can just play with the, the yellows and the, and the peaches and the, you know, the bright colors and things like that. And they look like they're having so much darn fun. So I scratch my head and I wonder, well, why can't I have fun like that? Why can't I just play with lemon yellow and have fun? Um, is it just preference? I don't know. Or is there an instinctual drawing towards something because of 
maybe the way I was raised, maybe it's in my culture, maybe it's because I was born in Canada, maybe it's because I was born in the cold north, I don't know, I don't know what it was, but we do tend to get drawn to certain things, and thank goodness there's such a darn big variety of things that we can be drawn to in the junk journal world. Um, You are really only limited by your imagination, and um, however you make your book, your notebook, your booklet, your portfolio, your uh, greeting cards, whatever they are, if you're creating them and having fun, that's 99% of it. That's, that's, the game has already been won at that point. Now if you do a few extra things here and there just to set it off, maybe this is where you pull from the island of organization and you just uh, um, draw on those things to unify, to pull things together, to maybe give it a sense of purpose or a sense of um, direction or a sense of, okay, now I've expressed myself creatively with lots of reckless abandon on this particular journal page. Maybe now it's time to um, think about what else is going to show up in the book. Maybe I'm going to want some pages that are just going to be writing pages, or maybe I'm going to want to add some really cool ephemera or maybe some really cool embellishments that I've never even um, thought of using before. And I don't even know how I'm going to use them in the journal, but maybe it's time I I, uh, make a little plan. And there's nothing wrong with making a little plan. There's nothing wrong with a little measuring. Um, It all depends on whether you enjoy it or not. If you don't enjoy measuring, find ways not to measure. There's lots of ways not to measure. Um, I'll show you a bunch on my videos, but yeah, there's there's so many ways around that. Um, If you don't like sewing, there's all sorts of ways to make junk journals without ever uh, throwing a stitch. Um, If you don't like stapling, you don't ever have to use a stapler. Um, But maybe you're thinking, hmm, I'm really liking this junk journal uh, process. I see a lot of possibilities here. My gosh, with all my craft supplies and all my sewing supplies and all of this and all of that that I already have amassed somewhere along the way, I have a lot of things that I can make things with. And uh, this whole concept of the junk journal just sort of pulls everything together from all those little things that I gathered along the way in my life and also those skills that I honed along the way in my life. All of a sudden they have one common place to play. And that in and of itself is your new island. you can add organization to it and you can add reckless abandon to it and uh, I encourage you to try both because you you may find things that aren't your um, familiar place but it doesn't mean they're not you or they're not for you or they're just for other people to experience and not you um, the possibilities are endless for you and the only time the possibilities stop is when you say I can't do that or I'm not good at that or that's that's not for me or I'm not a person who fill in the blank uh, sews I'm not a person who fussy cuts I'm not a person who and um, you know there's nothing um, there is some sense of adventure when you're going to try something you think you could not do or that wasn't uh, for you or you're not cut from that cloth if you go in there and you just you know you pull up put on your big girl pants and you go in there and you say hey um, I'm going to try this I'm going to give this a go and uh, I think 
you're going to find some things along the way that you're going to shock yourself. You're going to say, why did I cast this off as not a possibility for me? Uh, this is awesome. This is fun. This is creative. It's easy. It's um, uh, look at how many ideas I'm getting just from doing this one thing. You're going to have the other experience too of, um, huh, I knew I didn't like that. I was right. I was so right about that. I didn't even need to waste the time proving it to myself how right I was. And then you can stand there in the glory of your rightness. Isn't that awesome? Um, <laughs> and uh, that, you know, in some strange way feels good on some, um, you know, primitive level. And um, so sometimes then that also puts to rest or puts at peace the wondering. You know, there's always that little quiet wondering deep inside when you're wondering whether you can sew paper on a sewing machine because you've never been a sewing machine person and sewing is for other people and you just don't want to be bothered no I don't want to deal with the whole sewing bobbin thread up tension no I don't want to do that I totally get that I totally respect that and that that is awesome um but deep down inside would you say that there's some little little tiny inkling wondering but what if but what if what if, what if, what if those people are really having a lot more fun because they're sewing the junk journals? What if I'm missing out? No, no, tell yourself that you're not missing out. You're not missing out. You are just not one of those people and you are not interested in it. That is fine for them, not for you. You are fine where you are. Do not venture off the, the board. You must stay right where you are and be happy about it. Be thankful for what you have. There you go. And um, that's fine too. <laughs> um, nobody's saying you are less than or you have to uh, sew in your junk journals. Um, but, um, I do encourage you to maybe try things that you haven't tried before you fully write them off because until you've tasted chocolate ice cream, you can, somebody can sit there and describe to you chocolate ice cream until they're blue in the face, but until you've actually tasted it, you, you don't know the experience it might be for you. Um, I know what it is for me. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so I would just say, you know, keep an open mind. Allow things <clears throat> not to paralyze you, but to inspire you. So if you come across a situation and um, let's say there's something new that has come into your world, maybe it's through a video or through um, uh, crafting together with other people, or maybe you're reading a book and something inspires you, and, and, and before you waft your hand at it and just say, oh, that's not another day or something. You know, you put it off on the shelf, you know, in the shelf of ideas of yet to come one day. What if today was the day you opted to try something new? That this was your moment, your gateway entry point into the land of the unknown for you. This is a wonderful and refreshing way to breathe life back into your craft desert. If you're experiencing a craft desert where the ideas are few and far between, like like water if you just cannot find it anywhere, sometimes shaking your world up, shaking things up a little bit um, can open up new possibilities for you. And maybe the thing you're making at the moment might not even be something with this new tool or this new color or whatever it is that you might actually want to put in a journal. But it opens up your mind to think it has a new uh, rivulet 
if you will, a tiny little river that your imagination can run down, occasionally dipping a toe in here and there just to see if there might be any value. Uh, maybe you'll catch a fish, maybe you won't, but it is another possibility that has opened up for you. Um, but you've got to come from a place of um, letting go of the have-tos and just allowing some other, other possibilities to come for yourself. And everybody's entitled to them, and they're out there for everybody. Nobody owns the stock of all the best ideas or um, the most creative ways or the most talented ways. No, we all have something within ourselves that nobody else can replicate. And even I, I've said this before, but even if you try and copy somebody else's work, you will still copy it only the way you would copy it. Maybe the blue in the painting spoke louder to you so you emphasize the blue maybe the darkness of the shadows spoke louder to you so you emphasize those you can have uh, 10 people try and copy a painting they will all look completely different Um, and that is the individuality that you bring with yourself uh, to your art to your creativity to the things that you like to uh, that you like to play with um, and this is all about play, isn't it? I mean, let's let's be ser- let's be serious about this. My goodness, um, we are here having fun, and that is the whole point—to to have fun. Um, so take a load off, take a burden off, um, put down the heavy bags that weigh your imagination down, and just let them relax for a little bit, shrug their shoulders, rub their shoulders a little bit, and just get ready for some easy flowing fun ideas that don't have to be complicated. Um, processes can be simple. Um, if they're not simple, we can find a way to make them more simple and uh, maybe get similar or even possibly better results. You just never know until you try, right? Um, so a lot of things have been thought of already and we are very thankful to all who have um put ideas out there in the universe for us to come along and uh, cherry pick our choices of the lovely ideas that are out there. I mean, there are so many fabulous places to resource ideas. You have obviously um, all the social media places, you have books, you have friends, you have uh, crafting classes, um, you have nature, um, you have just going into a bookstore and getting lost in a bookstore, going into a thrift store, getting lost in a thrift store, uh, looking through somebody else's junk journal and just to see how they did it, um, what uh, tack they took, what direction they took, what uh, things did they experiment with, did they try, did they incorporate a fabric at all, did they use modeling paste and give it some texture or did they work with tissue, did they, I mean, who knows? I mean, how about eyelash trim? Oh, my, my, <laughs> the bane of my existence, eyelash trim. Um, eyelash trim, it can be so beautiful, yet so cumbersome at the same time. I have the hardest time try, tying a bow in eyelash trim. I don't know if anybody else experiences that, but that's where I'm at. You have to say, Sunny. Yeah, I totally agree with everything you just said, Mom. I think people should um, uh, go ahead and uh, launch off. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Off their islands, 
Oh, we gotta get off your islands, everybody, and 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 go on the bridge, and maybe set set your sights on the horizon and go out there. Okay, thank you. Okay, you're going off on a tangent. No, you never do that, Mom. No, it's fine. Okay, but just that's that's uh yeah that's uh sunshine always has something to say, and let's take a quick a quick pick. Let's take a quick peek at uh, YouTube to see what you guys are thinking about these days. I'm gonna go into my comments section. These are not pre-read. They're not pre-filtered. So anything could come up. That's right. Um, hold your hats here. I'm just pulling up the contains questions thing. And I will just go down the list here and who knows what on earth we are going to get. Okay, this is from one of my, um, probably the most popular video I've had. It's called How to Make a Junk Journal from an Old Book, Part 1. Um, now, you have noticed I, I have Make a Journal from a uh, Junk Journal from an Old Book, the newer series. And that's kind of a... Um, uh, I would say a more fleshed out, uh, slower crafting process of how to do that hidden spine and such. But the original one um, was, I think, three parts. And uh, this question comes from that first video. Here it goes. Such a such a great learning curve. Oh, I'm, I'm, going, I'm glad she's not yelling at me because I probably get more trolls and more um, uh, negative responses to that video because they said I talk too much. Can you believe that? I know. I know. <laughs> All right. Um, being an impatient crafter, uh, this is Annie Johnson. Annie Johnson asks, okay, such a great learning curve. Being an impatient crafter, is it necessary to put a pattern on the cardboard spine as it seems to be hidden when the pages go in? Excellent question, Annie. Okay, when you're doing the hidden spine, um, if you're doing it the way I do it, I um, make a uh, cardboard template that goes, it's not really a template, it, it, it becomes the inner spine. Um, but I do a stenciling over it because there's a natural break in between the signatures in a junk journal that is different from a regular book. Um, it's, it's very difficult to get the compression a regular book has so that your signatures, when they open between the signatures, when you open your book and you look in between the signatures, uh, at least for mine, there always seems to be a little space. And I thought, well, if I'm going to be looking at that space, I might as well decorate it. I might as well embellish it. And I didn't want to do anything lumpy back there, um, like laces or anything like that. Although you could. But um, uh, the flattest thing I, I, I like to use is just stenciling it. Stenciling over it, um, coloring it, maybe gilding it with some gold gilding, something like that. To give it some eye appeal and uh, just something pretty to look at as your eye naturally rests in the center as you're perusing from one signature to the other. Um, a signature is just like a mini booklet inside of a book. So when you look at uh, the top down from a book, when you're looking um, at the top of it, you'll see many little booklets make up a book. So uh, one of those little booklets is a signature. Now those prof uh, professional books that we see, you know, that we're used to, familiar with, they've been made with uh, heavy-duty book presses and things that really compress those together. And uh, since, um, uh, m you know, probably most of us don't have a book press um, and it's not uh, the most, you know, it, it, even with a book press, and I've tried this personally, um, with a junk journal, it doesn't compress as well as you think it would. Now, I think if you had a pure writing journal where you did not have any embellishments in there and it was completely thin you could probably squash it and get some nice squash squash squashage uh, so that your your book looks more compressed and I did get some honestly I did I uh, I got myself a um, 
uh, old uh, book press from days gone by and it's really cool it's an old antique-ish piece I don't really know what year it's from it's probably I don't know I would guess maybe 1930s so probably like vintage antique whatever uh, but it's an old thing and uh, so I tried it a few times and I, and I and it was a little bit laborious and my results were not the greatest so I decided just to use it as an art piece around the house because yeah, I like books and I like old things and, and it goes right with my with my uh, themes in the house so that's no problem but to use it uh, on a regular basis um, for me personally I yeah, probably not. Probably not. Um, and actually, I'm okay with a little bit of space. It's all right. It almost becomes part of the way a junk journal is made. Um, they always have a little bit of space in between signatures. You can put your signatures closer together. It makes it a little easier if you use... Um, an awl or a needle or something like that to poke your holes something that is very thin to, so you have very small holes so you can put more signatures in the book if you use the crocodile two big bite hole puncher like i do um, i use the one eighth inch holes they're probably a little bit too big to put too many together because if you put too many of those punches right beside each other it's going to become weak where the little bridges are there so um, I would say just um, you know d decide what you like to do and try it different ways and see what you're happy with um, my what I do may not be what you do and that's okay I don't want people to feel that they have to be um, you know all junk journals have to be chunky monkeys and they're they're less than if they don't have ephemera or they're not sewn it no 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 and i i run the gamut too i am all over the place um sometimes i'll show some old junk journals that i made and you'll see i made regular book flat junk journal not in a regular but like they, they lay flat like a regular book um and i was able to decorate them and have tons of fun doing it that way i didn't have to have a giant chunky monkey sort of thing but um when i fell into the um merging of my collections of old ephemera with my junk journal passion it just became a natural place to marry the two together and then all of a sudden i wanted to put a little bit more and a little bit more in there and next thing you know the thing blossomed <laughs> that's how that happened um but make it as you want to make it and um, that's totally fine um okay so question number two we have from a joni zelinda oh um what kind of dog is sunny she asks and he she says he's adorable and i love this idea of using a sheet and she is referring to my spine dangles uh my chunky spine dangles video that i just did how to make one really super chunky um and uh so Sunshine is a Maltese, and he is about one year and eight months old now. Would you say that's about right? Yeah, it's pretty close, Mom. Not bad for the mess. Okay, uh, yeah. And uh, um, and I ask him always every day not to grow up too quickly. Yeah, and he agreed. Yeah, I agreed. Okay, so he's very puppy-like. Oh, my gosh. He had such a big, bursting uh, episode in bed last night. He sleeps with us. And... Um, for some reason, he gets his second wind right as we're going to sleep. And there's always this big burst of play running back and forth. I really need to do a video of it because it's hilarious. It's almost like he's <laughs> possessed. He gets this big bazoof of energy and he's like running every four quarters of the bag back and forth, back and forth. And sometimes we toss him little things and other times... There we go. Made a sale. Yay. And uh, <laughs> I forgot to turn that off. Sorry. My apologies. And... Um, also, uh, yeah, he just runs all over the bed 
And um, then he wants to play with you because it's not just fun running on the bed. He wants you to be interactive and play with him. And he likes to roll and tumble and get your hands and chew your toes and, you know, uh, uh, swat your face with his little paw. That's one of his favorite things. See, these are the things I can't quite capture on film all the time because, you know, it would just be a little strange me filming in bed. <laughs> I don't know, but we'll see. I'll see if I can construct that on a Saturday afternoon or something. We'll just see. But daytimes are generally sleepy, eating, going for a little walk, and uh, that's life with Sonny. He's awesome. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, Pam. Okay, Rebecca, last question here I'm going to uh, do is Rebecca Hall-Wegner, uh, one day ago, asked, Pam, can you share how you wrapped the book? Uh, question mark. Thanks. Um, yes, absolutely. I can, I can tell you and I will show you in a video as well. Um, but basically she's looking at the, the junk journal that I'm, uh, working on right now. And it is, it shows up in several of my videos, uh, coming forward, but it has torn white bed sheets wrapping, wrapped around the front cover. And there's a million and one ways you can do that. I mean, just start tearing some bed sheets and, and just, you know, scratching your noodle and you're going to start to come up with a lot of ideas. But basically... Yeah, I just tore a bunch of them and then um, uh, glued them onto my cover doing some wrap around. Um, you could actually wrap the whole thing around several, you know, like once or twice or, or keep going like one long running string, but just moving it a little bit to the right as you go and it would cover the whole thing. Or you can do it in strips and wrap the strips around. Uh, but I will show that in a video because I think that will uh, explain it better. But uh, yeah, that's torn bed sheet. That's uh, torn strips of bed sheet. So you t- anything, I, I, at this you know, anything can be a craft supply until proven otherwise. Need I say more? I, I, I think that's a good place to put a button in it. Okay, so there you go, folks. I hope you're having a fabulous day. All is well here at the Paper Outpost. We are going to do some more crafting today. Um, we just had a little lunch and all is well, and we did some uh, fun crafting this morning. I'm uh, preparing my digi kits so I can show them to you in April. So that is going on. And um, oh, I see an eyelet on the floor. I'm just going to retreat it. There we go. All is well. All right, so everybody, you have an awesome day. Take care. I will have more podcasts coming at you on Tuesdays and Thursdays. My videos come out Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays on YouTube, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, my digikits uh, are uh, vintage digikits. Uh, I've got about 150 different uh, themes right now. And oh, there's going to be a very uh, good little special, I think, that will only be on the newsletter coming up in April. So if you're already a newsletter member, you should be fine. You will get the newsletter in April. If you can't find your newsletter in April, check a couple spots. Um, number one, if you use Microsoft Outlook, check in the promotions tab or the promotions folder. It often goes in there and that's where people tell me they find it all the time. They didn't know to look there, but check in the promotions tab and um, make Pam at the Paper Outpost a safe contact and check your junk or spam folders because sometimes it will end up there. So sometimes your computer or your phone or something will have screening or filtering things that are set up. So it might get placed somewhere else. But if, if uh, you're unsure, let me know and I will check to make sure that your email address is in there in the database. Um, also, if you haven't signed up yet, go for it because you're going to get um, uh, free digital image emailed to you every month. A note from the bookmaker which explains what a junk journal is and how to use it. It's a printable. And um, uh, 
uh, junk list, checklist of supplies. I think it's seven or eight pages long. It's quite extensive for things to keep your eyes open for as you traverse your world. Junk journal tips from me, updates from me, and peeks at my new Digi kits coming out. And there will be a little special um, in there as well coming up for April newsletter members. All right, and the newsletter is free. Um, uh, I, I have an Etsy shop with fundles and digikits and a print-on-mail service if you haven't checked that out yet. And uh, you would love to use some of the digikits, but you you can't because you don't have a printer. Well, I got you, I got you covered. Um, I will print them out and mail them to you. I do them in batches of 10. You just give me uh, names of 10 digikits that you would like. And you can email that to me at pam at thepaperoutpost.com or um, just uh, send me a message through Etsy message. All you do is purchase the print and mail option. You do not need to buy the individual digikits. Just buy the print and mail option and I will deliver those. Uh, what Shipping is included in the price and um, uh, it comes priority mail. So you get it fast and uh, sh- uh, you don't pay extra for the shipping. So there you go. Um, let's see what else. Uh, all my links are in the drop down description box below you can find me on Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook I have a merchandise shop if you like create with reckless abandon or paper outpost themes um, I have lots of fun things for you to check out there like zipped hoodies and sweatshirts and t-shirts and mugs and totes and more and remember most of all that fun can be simple and create with reckless abandon everybody and we'll be talking to you next time bye bye mm-hmm.